Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. I'm so glad that you are still here with us and I hope that you are riding the waves of this fresh start summer. We are still in our relationship series and I'm so glad to have on the show today, my sister, my friend, and my soror, Miss Montre Ashley. Montre, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that you're here and that you are rocking our favorite color, That's purple. It. Nothing but. And you're rocking it so well. <laughs> um, oh my God, I guess I've known Montre, I don't know. Years, years. <laughs> maybe even decades. Mm -hmm. Because let's see, what? Uh, how long have you guys been at Beulah? About 27 years. Oh my God, so almost 30 years now because I've been at Beulah all of my life. Mm -hmm. So no, I, that's maybe all of your life because my trade actually is really only 27. Absolutely. Doesn't she look 27? <laughs> yes. Um, but my trade, just so that I don't mess things up, why don't you tell our viewers a little bit about yourself? Well, as she stated, I am Montre Ashley. I'm married. I've been married to my husband now for about 27 years, come August. Yes. And we have one son. His name is Chase. He's 10. Yes, Shout I'm out a late Chase. bloomer, but yes, <laughs> that's my pride and joy. And um, I'm also a life coach. And um, as she mentioned, we are part of the, the illustrious, the mm -hmm. greatest sorority, Delta mm -hmm. Sigma Theta. That's right. And um, it's just such a blessing and honor to be here to share with my dear friend and sister, and yes. I'm thankful so much for her having me. Great, 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 great. So um, one of the things you mentioned is, of course, that you are a life coach, and uh, we're gonna be talking about life today. Uh, so tell us, how long have you been a life coach? Uh, it's going on four years now. Four years. Well, professionally. Professionally, that's right. Like that. I believe I've always been called to yes. um, pour into others and help them to you know, walk life's journeys and help them through things, but um, professionally, it's been about four years. Right, because uh, Montre and her husband actually uh, lead the intercessory prayer ministry at our church, and so then the Lord has led you to shift that right outside of church mm -hmm. into um, life coaching. What would you say made you definitely uh, shift into that role outside of church into a professional uh, role as a life coach? Well, to be honest with you, actually the Lord had called me away from my job. I was mm -hmm. in corporate America for over 25 years, and um, I was sitting home one day and just trying to figure out what was, you know, what was going to be the next step because I actually left corporate America to help with my son because mm -hmm. he was kind of growing right before my eyes and mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't want to miss those moments. But I was like, okay, God, there's got to be more than, right. you know, being the, the 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 team mom and just traveling here and there and and going to the little parent-teacher conferences and right. washing clothes. Right. <laughs> so 
Um, and, and I just heard him just clear as day, he dropped in my spirit, life coach. And I was okay. thinking, okay, well, I've kind of been doing that for a while because in my career at Corporate America, I was always a manager. Okay. So I always had subordinates, was always, you know, coaching, mentoring and all those things. So he said, okay, take it to that next step. And it was like, life coach, I'm like, okay, I don't want to go back to school again because, mm -hmm. you know, I want to get certified. You want credentials because you want, right. you know, people to be able to um, trust you. So um, he was like, okay, yeah, you got to take those steps. You got to go back to school. I'm like, no, no, no. So I fought, you know, fought for a while. It, yeah. But anyway, here I am. Um, I relented and gave in to what he wanted me to do. And so I went back to school, got my degree, got my certification in life coaching. And But I always thought that I was just going to go back, maybe be a career coach, you know, for an organization. Okay. Never wanted to be an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Never thought about being an entrepreneur. And then one day he spoke and he was like, okay, you, you've got to do your own thing. And I was, to be honest with you, timid, you know, mm -hmm. because I'm also, you know, just, I, I like to, to help people, but I don't want to do it on my own per right. se, you know, because that means that's responsibility, right. you know, when you become an entrepreneur. And I never thought I could mm -hmm. and, and, and never wanted to. But, you know, he opened the door and, you know, here I am. The rest is history. Okay. I yep. like that. So um, we've been talking about relationships, mm -hmm. all right, on the podcast and all types of relationships because we know that um, the human connection and relationships is, is vital to one's life, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. this is all up your alley. And I, I heard you say that you were... I'm a manager and even that was preparing you for what you're doing now because you were helping to manage right. uh, relationships even on mm -hmm. the job. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've talked about um, unhealthy or dead or bad relationships. We've talked about uh, broken mm -hmm. relationships and how to repair that. And so today uh, we want to talk about shifting ships, all right, and how to kind of move uh, those stagnant relationships in your life. You know, I thought about, it's funny, you said you've been married for 27 years, right? You've been at Beulah for 27 years. So there could very well be relationships in your life that have been 30 years uh, mm -hmm. long, but that doesn't necessarily mean that those relationships that have lasted for 30 years, right? You may even have some relationships in your life that are 40 years and not just you but anyone um, that could last that long but that doesn't mean that they are profitable mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. or purposeful mm -hmm. or growing um, and a lot of times I think that you know we hear so many times uh, people talk about relationships oh I've been doing this for 50 years well, I've been doing this for 40 years but then you think about it if you look at it if you would look at it on a graph right that relationship could be flatlining mm -hmm. the entire way mm -hmm. and um, you know as I was examining some different things things in my own life. Um, I was just thinking about uh, some of the relationships in my life that I've had for a long time and wondering, has these relationships, have they grown, mm -hmm. you know? And so wondering, when we think about those relationships in perspective to our life, you know, into our individual lives, into our individual paths, how does that really begin to affect us? Mm -hmm. um, so the first question I want to ask you is that um, in thinking about our um, horizontal relationships, right? The ones that we share with other people. But then if we think about our vertical relationships, right? That direct relationships that we share with God. Do you think that our horizontal relationships are a direct refle reflection of that vertical relationships, that one that we share with God? Do you agree or disagree with that statement? I actually agree um, because we are supposed to be an extension of Christ. Right. So if we have the love of Christ within us, mm -hmm. you know, it's easy to exemplify that to others. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have that, it's, sometimes it's difficult to connect with other people because you don't have that inside of you 
to be able to share with other people. Mm -hmm. You know, and then sometimes you can have relationships, and if you don't have that one with Christ, those relationships outside of that are not meaningful. They're not purposeful. They don't make you fulfilled. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's kind of one-sided. And, or if it's two-sided, it's just you're not getting all out of the relationship that you could potentially get because you don't have that strong connection with God mm -hmm. or with Christ. But once you do, he teaches you you know, t how to show that from him because he is love. Mm -hmm. And so love, you know, it shows up in so many forms. And if you have that inside of you, it's easy for you to connect with other people, you know, regardless of what level you're on and regardless of what level they're on. So, I, I mean, I'm a firm believer that the two go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. We can't separate one from the other. But if you do, then it's not, you're not going to get out of, it's not going to be as productive as, or fruitful, as mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier, if it's not connected to him. Mm -hmm. um, I like the words that you use, pro uh, productivity, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. Being fruitful. Mm -hmm. um, why do you think, though, then people are apt to remain in stagnant relationships? And that could be uh, romantic relationships, platonic mm -hmm. relationships, work relationships, whether mm -hmm. it's a relationship that they stay at on their job, right? Because you have a relationship with where you work. Mm -hmm. um, um, whether, you know, it's a friend relationship. Um, why do you think that people are apt to stay in these stagnant relationships where they're not seeing any productivity, where they're not bearing any fruit? Why do you think that people are apt to kind of stay in those relationships and simply exist rather than grow? Yeah, and two things. One, it could be fear of unknown, you mm -hmm. know, because you don't want to, if, if you've become in that place for so long, you've gotten comfortable. Right. And you don't know what's out there. So there, there's a fear of, at least I know what I have now. But if I go outside of that, I don't know what that looks like. Okay. So it's easy for me to just stay where I am. And then secondly, um, I think the other thing is some people don't want to be stretched. You know, they want to remain in their comfort zone. I can stay where I am so that I can continue to do what I'm doing and I don't have to um, be removed or, uh, or challenged. Mm-hmm. So if I can just stay comfortable, stay stagnant, then I'm good. Because mm -hmm. again, it goes back to the familiar. I'm familiar with this. You know, I know how it's going to play out. I've, mm -hmm. I've gotten comfortable with this person, with their ways. They've gotten familiar with mine. And, you know, we can just kind of go with the flow. Mm -hmm. But um, if I'm stretched, if I'm challenged, you know, I may be asked to do something I don't like to do, something I don't want to do, or something I don't feel I'm capable of doing. So it's just easier. Let me just stay where I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it's funny, all the time, I, you know, I deal with a lot of young people, right, um, a lot of doing a lot of mentoring, and when I'm talking to them about their friends, mm -hmm. right, and I say, you know, is this person bringing any value to your life? I tell them all the time, and then they say, uh, Miss April, I mean, does everybody have to bring value to my life? Can I just hang out with this person? <laughs> um, and so, you know, in me trying to convince them that, you know, time is short, right? Mm -hmm. And time has to be valuable, and time is money. I tell them that all the time, because I'm thinking maybe if I tell them that, <laughs> then it'll sink in. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think that every relationship in our life should have value to us and that it should have some type of meaning to our general purpose and our overall purpose in our life? Or is it okay to have these, um, you know, these just kind of relationships that we keep on the side, basically, right? These, these side relationships <laughs> that maybe don't have any meaning and that's okay, right? Or do you think that everything really needs to have strategy in our life, that everything should have some type of purpose in our life? 
Well, I'm a firm believer that everything that you go through that you deal with will not be wasted. Mm -hmm. So even if it is the side relationship that you just kind of want to hang out and let your hair down and not necessarily, you know, have any um, connection with. Okay. I think God will still use that some kind of way, you know, to benefit you, whether it's you learn from their mistakes or, or um, mm -hmm. you know, or you actually get something from that. But... I do believe that we should have purposeful relationships that you don't just go out and just like, okay, you know, things are all willy nilly and just kind of let things fall into place. Right. But for those people that are going to walk with you in your journey for whatever that journey is, you definitely want to be strategic about that because you want to have people in your circle around you that's going to promote health, mm -hmm. that's going to pour into you and not mm -hmm. pull from you all the time. Mm -hmm. But you will have somebody that's, you know, what we call acquaintances. Right. Um, but still, again, you can learn from those acquaintances, but they may not necessarily be those individuals that are going to be in it for the long haul. Um, but I wouldn't invest so much in those acquaintances, so to right, speak. Right, right. Because, um, again, they're, they're not purposeful or they're not, you know, there to promote you or to get you to your purpose. But they, like I said, you can learn something from those individuals and you can also be there for them to help them or whatever it is that they're dealing with, too. So, right. again, I just don't believe that God will waste anything that you go through. OK. So um, but still just make sure you're investing in the right ones. OK, I like that. Then nothing should be wasted. I also think that um, there's something that you said about uh, the a connection. And that's something that um, one of our previous guests talked about is that if we think about our relationships as a connection, mm -hmm. um, then we probably would uh, consider them differently. We would think of them as a different perspective because honestly, anybody that we spend time with, we're building a connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And whether we are intentionally building a loose connection or a strong connection, the connection is still being right. built, right? right? So even now, mm -hmm. we're building a connection, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so there could be something that I say that you say, right, that in our subconscious is already sticking. Right. And we may be unaware, mm -hmm. right? And it could be later, it right. could be tomorrow, it mm -hmm. could be next week mm -hmm. that it comes back up. And sometimes, you know, we're unsure. Where did I hear that, Right. you know? Mm -hmm. And we're not understanding, oh, it was with so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times I think that, you know, what we're saying is that a lot of times we're not meaning for people to have an influence on us. Right. But they do. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think that we have to realize that sometimes these relationships that we think don't have a lot of meaning, these relationships that become stagnant, they actually are having more of an influence on us mm -hmm. than we are intending mm -hmm. them to. Mm -hmm. And so if we think about that, if we think about these stagnant relationships, you know, how can we begin then to try to shift them, to try to move them into having some purpose? If we're talking about, you know, to the person who has, you know, maybe they've been married for, you know, decades mm -hmm. and they feel like, their marriage is just in the same place that it was in 20 years ago. Or even the person, even if we're talking about like a, a sibling connection, mm -hmm. you know, and, and just maybe it's the same that it's <clears throat> always been. How would you um, advise that person into shifting their relationship so that they can begin to see something different? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think one thing we need to do, um, and, and we fail to do, we always want to look at the other person, mm -hmm. but we need to do that self-evaluation. Mm -hmm. You know, let me look at me. Let me see what it is that I can do differently. Let me see how I, how, how I have evolved or how 
um, I've been changing, you know, you know, what's different about me right. and what can I do, you know, that could spark the relationship or take it into a different direction, you know, because it's easy to see the flaws in everybody else, right. you know, but when we take that minute and look in the mirror for ourselves mm -hmm. and see, okay, well, mm -hmm. well Montre, you know, you, you've done some things differently. You've grown this way and you've grown that way. And this individual also has too. So what can we do differently to come together so that we can keep walking down the same path? Okay. So, you know, first step is to let me just do my evaluation. Mm -hmm. And then once I do that and see myself for what it is that I've done or how I've changed, then let's, let's sit down with that individual and, and, and see what our expectations are. Okay. That expectation word sometimes can be, um, you know, people get scared of that in relationships. Mm -hmm. Because you want you don't want it to seem like it, it's a business or it's a, yeah. a, a partnership, but right. it is in essence. Right. Uh, and, and sometimes it's hard to tell individuals, "Hey, I expect this out of you," or hear them tell you that they expect certain things out of you. Mm -hmm. But you sometimes you have to lay that groundwork because it can be one-sided, or you can feel. The relationship can still be 100%, but you're giving 80 and they're only giving 20. Yeah. And you want it to be balanced. Right. So you don't want it to be in a, in a fashion where, you know, one is giving more than the other. So mm -hmm. it, it's okay sometimes to set those expectations and, and boundaries. Boundaries. We don't want to do that either. Right. But you have to because you need time for you as well as time for each other so that you can continue to grow and being able to walk in that same direction. Mm. So do you think that, um, I heard you say, you know, like it's important to do an evaluation so that you can see how you grow? Own, do you think that the reverse also happens? Do you think that maybe that stagnation occurs in our relationships because we're also stagnant? Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. we're not growing, you, right. you know? Um, maybe when we do that check, mm -hmm. we realize wow, I'm in the same place Absolutely. that I've been in mm -hmm. for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so maybe my relationships are a reflection oh, of, me. Me. of me, you know, Absolutely. so like that check. And so then that check becomes a little bit more difficult. It becomes a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. It becomes a little bit painful, That's it. you know, because I realized, hey, I've been it's doing the same routine mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the past 20 years. Right. It's like, you know, it's like looking at wanting to see changes in your life. You, why isn't this change happening? Because, hey, I haven't done anything haven't. different, Absolutely. you know? And so maybe these relationships are a reflection of who we are and not necessarily because of who someone else is. Mm -hmm. um, and so then when that happens, you know, um, what do you think then should occur? Um, I know you talked about, first of all, we have to take accountability, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. We have to understand. Um, but then what, what kind of uh, steps do we take? What kind of tangible steps mm -hmm. can we take for ourselves so that we can not only start to see this shift in our relationships, but that we can see the shift within ourselves? Mm -hmm. You know, how does that work so that these relationships can start to kind of manifest themselves the way that we want to see them? Yeah. Well, first, I think you need to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, um, in, in doing the self-evaluation and, and being transparent to say, okay, this is where I am. Mm -hmm. I don't like what I see. Mm -hmm. I don't like who I am. So I'm going to be honest with that. But then also um, allowing yourself to be open for the change, mm -hmm. you know, and being willing. Sometimes mm -hmm. we know that we're not in the right place, but we don't want to be willing to make the change. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that next step is to, OK, the willingness to be able to take the steps and whatever that step means is. I might have to step back sometimes in taking a step. You know, right. let me just un, un let me just disclose okay. you know who I am and then whatever it is that I see 
sometimes you got to pick it apart, and then sometimes you got to add some things or whatever, but just being open and being willing to be able to do that sometimes goes a long way because, you know, you don't, you oftentimes you don't want to make those changes. And then allowing people to come in that's in your space that you know, that you love, and that you trust. Mm -hmm. You know, that, you, you, that they have your best interest to be able to share with you, hey, you know, I see this, I see that. Mm -hmm. Or have you tried this or have you tried that? And then you may not be able to implement everything that they tell you. Right. But, you know, for what it's worth, those things that you can use, you know, use them. Yeah. And then and take it one day at a time. Don't try one to do day. it so fast. Right, right. Because if you do, you get overwhelmed and then you just find yourself all over the place. Mm -hmm. But if you just take it step by step and then be mindful that you may fall backwards. Yeah. You know, you may fall, you may make a mistake and sometimes you might get back in your same rut. But then as long as you identify and that you're willing to say, let me get back up. And I always tell people, don't start over. Just pick up where you we left, left off. off. Yeah, I like that. So when I like you pick that. up where you left off. And then you just keep it moving. Yeah. You know, just keep it moving. You may crawl. You, some days you may run. Some days you may walk. But whatever you do, just keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like that. Movement is important. Mm -hmm. um, when we were, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about um, unhealthy relationships and uh Nzinga, you know Nzinga, um, mm -hmm. she talked about even sometimes when you're sinking, when you're in these dead relationships and you feel like you're sinking, at least you're moving. And mm -hmm. so <laughs> it's about trying to reverse that movement, right, right. you know, and so you talked about keeping it moving. Um, and so I think that is along the same lines. Um, one of the things you mentioned is that, you know, you had worked in corporate America for 25 years mm -hmm. and then, you know, the Lord called you away from that. Um, and so then you say, okay. I don't think I just want to be washing clothes and cooking, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think I do want to do something mm -hmm. different. Um, and so you, you then talked about, though, the fear that was attached with that, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, honesty is important in that and recognizing that fear. Um, it's interesting that I realize a lot of people, though, they, they get to a point in life where they feel like they plateau. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They feel like, okay, I've pretty much done all I can do, right? I'm plateauing. Um, and so we know that, I mean, you weren't in your 20s when you did that. Um, if you had worked for 25 years, it's clear that you weren't in your 20s when you had done that. <laughs> um, but, you know, they get to the point in life where they feel like they plateau. And, and this doesn't just happen on the job, mm -hmm. right? This happens uh, spiritually. Right. People feel like they plateau, right? Mm -hmm. um, this happens, I think, emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, like they've just poured out all the love they can pour. Um, I think, you know, like serving wise I mean just I think just in all areas of life people like you know I mean I've just done all the growing I'm gonna do yeah um and I think that when people feel like they plateau then that becomes really a moniker for how they view life and how they then view their relationships um why do you think people feel as if there is a ceiling if there's just a, a, a certain height they can reach in life and then that's I think that's where the stagnation occurs people mm -hmm. just feel like they all right this is where I'm going, and then I'm just going to flatline it the rest of the way through life. Why do you think people have that mindset? Well, I think sometimes because we put limits on ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, even, even as a child, you know, if you've had dreams and aspirations, mm -hmm. I want to achieve this. You know, once I, I've gotten that, then that's it. And, you know, I, I just believe it's because we've put those limitations on ourselves because we felt like we've accomplished, you know, A through J or whatever that letter is or that number is, then that's the most that we can do. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you just have to put people around you or even yourself to know that, hey, I can break beyond, like you say, the glass ceiling or mm -hmm. whatever. And you just need that extra push. But, you know, if you don't have that, if you don't have that motivation within yourself to know that, hey, there's more, 
because there's different stages in our lives. Even when, you know, you get 70 and 80, you, you still can. Right. Whatever that can is. Right. But if once you decide within yourself this is it, then everything else starts to deteriorate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you, you lose that motivation for life or for relationships or, or whatever that thing is. But you've got to be able to say, hey, there's more. Mm -hmm. there's more that I can do or there's one more person that I can talk to or mm -hmm. there is one more this that I can do and it may not be on a grand scale but there is more there is more so even that that little more whatever that is it is still more than what you previously doing you've still broken you know that ceiling you've still gone beyond what those original expectations are mm -hmm. so I don't think a person could ever plateau right you know, that's just what they've you know put on themselves but I often tell people, once you stop growing, it's time for you to cross over to the other side. Right, yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, because, um, like I said, God has given each each and every one of us, you know, seasons and stages of our lives to grow. There's things for us to do. And if you stop growing, you've stopped learning. You've stopped learning. And once you stop learning, I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's it. So it's, it's time for you to book up and leave. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would encourage people, don't limit yourself. Don't put plateaus. Just look for that next thing. Reinvent yourself. Right. You know, just because you're 65 and, you know, you feel like you've retired and, hey, I, I've traveled the world. I've done this. I've done that. There's still something else. There's something else that you could be doing. Definitely. And I think that as people begin to reimagine, mm -hmm. you know, um, their lives themselves, I think that they will realize that, you know, you know, maybe their relationships, um, you know, will also begin to be reimagined. And, and, you know, that could mean that they, their relationships get reshaped, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean that someone is, you know, pushed out of their life. It just may get reshaped. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the person that you uh, saw every day, you might not see them every day mm -hmm. because maybe you guys past begin to diverge a little mm -hmm. bit, but, you know, it just gets reshaped. Mm -hmm. Or somebody that you thought, hey, I thought we didn't have any interest to like, but you know what? Maybe I do like to hike. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Maybe mm -hmm. I'll call the girl mm -hmm. I see hiking all the time just and I thought she it. was crazy. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe I'll try that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I realized, because that's one of the things I realized about myself. I really do like to hike. You know what I'm saying? And I started calling somebody that liked to hike or whatever. <laughs> and then my mom says, I can't believe you do all that. But, um, hey, I like it. And you, you know, know what I'm saying? You, you never know it until you try mm -hmm. it. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, as we begin to try to shift ourselves, um, and then I think it's in that shift that we realize you know what, I can have more than one purpose. Right. You know what I'm saying? I could do more than one thing in life. God is a big creative God, mm -hmm, right? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He can really have more than one one path for me to take or along this path, there could be a lot of outlets, you right. know, for me to do. Um, and so as we think about, you know, these horizontal relationships, these stagnant relationships that might need some water, that might need some harvesting for them in order for them to grow. Um, what about the person that feels that their relationship with God mm -hmm. is stagnant, mm -hmm. that they're just not seeing any productivity? And we know it's not on God's part. Right. Because God is always at work. Mm -hmm. Right. He is mm -hmm. always busy. Um, what do you say to that person that just feels like, I don't feel like I ever hear from God. I don't feel like God is ever answering my prayers, mm -hmm. you know. Um, what do you say to that person that just feels like, you know what, I got to say, but I just, I don't feel like God is ever mm -hmm. looking out for me. Right. You know, it's like disappointment after disappointment. You know, maybe that person feels like they're just in a place of despair. Mm -hmm. And so for them, maybe the relationship is just 
they feel as if it's stagnant. Mm -hmm. And we know that, you know, like we said, God is always at work. But what do you say to that person? How do you, you know, how do you help that person? Well, I feel it's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the one thing. Mm -hmm. But then secondly, um, you know, I, I think sometimes what we do is we're sometimes too busy. Yeah. And then we don't see God at work. Right, right. Or we don't hear God at work. Mm -hmm. and, you know, we can't recognize the, the things that he's doing. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes we're looking too hard. Yeah. You know, we're looking for him to respond and act in a certain way. Or we're basing it on somebody else's experience. Yeah. So we see him working in somebody else's life a certain way, and then we want to integrate it into ours. Well, he's not working because he's not moving this way. You know, so we don't see that because we're, 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 we put him in a box. Mm -hmm. So, again, that perspective, you know, how you see him at work, you know, through the trees, through the songs that you hear, mm -hmm. you know, at the grocery store, you know, wherever. He can, he can, he can do anything through anybody, mm -hmm. but sometimes we don't recognize it because we're, we're too busy um, or we're looking for him to do it in a certain way. And, you know, we overlook that. And then also... It's that intimate time that you need with him. Right. You know, you got to get somewhere where you can be still, be quiet, block out the noise. I call it the closet life. Yeah. You know, living in the closet because he said, enter into your closet, shut the door. Yeah. And so once you go in, shut everything out, put your cell phone down, not trying to, you know, look at Facebook, you know, social media, whatever, not thinking about what you got to do. I mean, just truly just you and him and allow him to minister and to speak to you. And then sometimes, you know, he may not speak immediately. And then sometimes we're looking for an audible voice and it may not necessarily be audible. It may be through a scripture. It may be through a song or you may have somebody to send you a text. Yeah. You may have somebody to call you and say something, you know, that's going along with whatever it was that you were having a conversation with him about. So it's just a matter of you taking that time with him to being able to recognize what it is that he's doing, how he's doing it, and then not try to compare it and relate it to somebody else's experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I, I like all of that. I agree with all of those things. Um, so what kind of, what would you say to the person that, that says, okay, I understand that, but how do I, where do I start? How do I get started? You know, what should I do? Like, what can you tell me? Like, if I wanted to say, okay, I'm ready today, God, like I want to not, you said, don't start over. I want to try to pick up where I started. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I haven't been to church mm -hmm. in 16 months. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So I don't feel like, you know, maybe I don't feel like at my house, even though I, I know they say you're everywhere, God, but maybe I can't feel you yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, what can I do today mm -hmm. to, to try to like kickstart, to jumpstart that relationship with God? What's something that you would say? What, what would you tell that person? I mean, just do something practical. Sometimes I think we overthink it. Over, we do. You know, we overthink. We, we want to be super spiritual. We want right. to be super deep. I mean, just like if you hadn't been in, you lost contact with a friend. Yeah. You know, that you went in high school with. And now here it is 15 years later. Right. And you know, you stumbled across their number. I mean, you just pick up the phone and call them. Right. And that's the same thing you do with God. Yeah. You just, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, all elaborate. You can mm -hmm. just be sitting in the living room and you just start up a conversation. Just start up a hey, conversation. Hey, God, you know, it's, it's been a while. Right. You know, we hadn't talked. I know I've kind of, you know, gone out doing my own thing, mm -hmm. but I'm here. I'm hurting. I'm broken. You know, I need you. You know, here I am. Right. 
Right. I mean, it, it's just it's just me, just right now. You know, I don't have much words to say, but I just want to start today. I don't right. know what tomorrow looks like. Tomorrow I might go back out and start doing my <laughs> own thing. I mean, really. Yeah. But for the moment, just here I am. And yeah. just like when you pick up that phone, hey, girl, you know, it's been 20 years. We haven't talked. And a lot of times when you had that connection with that girl, and it's almost like the time has not elapsed. You can Doesn't just pick up. Doesn't he constrict the time? Right. He I mean, you just pick up really, truly where you left off yeah. and, and he's just sitting there right there waiting just like okay yeah and I always so. feel like you know um I tell people all the time like when you try to reconnect with God whether it's and if you're a texter just start writing then yeah you know? just write if you're mm -hmm. a texter I'm like mm -hmm. I'm telling people text me like mm -hmm. I'm text I'll text you a book back yeah. Uh, yeah but if you you know just start writing then and I'm saying you know God is like sitting on the edge of his seat just like, and as soon as you start, he's gonna be like, "Yes, yep. I'm so glad yeah, he or she reached child. out she to me." Back. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm so glad to hear from him. I'm so glad she mm -hmm. came back, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like he's been waiting. And I think about that um, when I go get ice cream. I'm like, "Oh, I'm so glad to have you in my <laughs> life," um, because I just love ice cream, and I try to restrict myself to once a week. And even though it's only been like seven days, it's like I haven't had mm -hmm. it in months. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's how God is. Like, yeah. yes, I'm just so glad to hear from I've you been waiting but on you. um and it doesn't matter you know how long the time has been because God's time is not our time mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know and so you know for him it's just like oh I have just collapsed all of that time Absolutely. you know um and so I think and I think that you know if we can if we think about our relationships as a direct reflection of our relationship with God. We mm -hmm. can think about that even with the stagnation in our own relationships. You know, you can say, hey, whether it's, you know, your spouse or a sibling or a friend, let's just do something different today. Do something. You know what just I'm saying? It's something. like, um, I tell my parents all the time, my mom's like, okay, what do you guys want to eat? I'm saying, let's just eat something different today. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like my dad loves hamburgers. I said, why don't you try the chicken today? <laughs> Like he loves hamburgers, and I'm like, get or a different, different type of burger. Yeah, you so. know, instead of the regular ground beef, we're gonna do sirloin. Yeah, you know, I mean, so you just gotta yeah. switch it up a little. Let's bit. do something different yeah. today, and so you know, you'll just be surprised if you just do something different. You know, you never know when the shift will occur, mm -hmm. and I think that it is just in the shift. You know what I'm saying? Something miraculous can occur. Mm -hmm. Something amazing can occur, um, and even if you. You know, I love, this is what I love about GPS, because you can discover something new mm -hmm. about GPS. You know, it's like GPS, I mean, you know, it's, it's just so smart, right? It has all of these different ways to take you to the same place. Mm -hmm. Same place that you've been going, you know, all the time. Right. And you're like, I never knew that I could mm -hmm. go this way to get you. to the same place. You know, the rerouting is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, and of course they can see things like, and I always tell you, it's really God, mm -hmm. right? Because they can see things that you can't see. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you discover these new ways and then you discover, oh, I had no idea that that was right there. I had right. no idea that this was right there. And so it's almost like when you want to see a shift, you really are just really turning on your GPS mm -hmm. so that you can experience something that you've never experienced before. And when you want to to really experience the shift in your life. You have to experience the shift not only in your relationships, but you have to experience the shift within yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and then ultimately you have to be willing to experience the shift from God. Right. Because when he begins to move you, everything in your life is going to shift. Everything changes. Everything. You know, your relationships will begin to shift. Mm -hmm. um, your activities will begin to shift. Mm -hmm. um, your mindset, mindset. Yep. will begin to shift. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that that's important, you know, as we begin to, as we are 
just kind of in this relationship series, you know, we're trying to release those things that are unhealthy from mm -hmm, us. Mm -hmm. We're trying to repair those things that are broken. Right. Um, but we're also not trying to just keep ourselves the same. Mm -hmm. Because what would be the point if we're releasing the things that are unhealthy, if we're repairing the things that are broken, but if we're going to stay in the same spot, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. We got to be re ready to move, right. you know? Right. Um, and so that's what we're trying to do. Um, if you had to tell somebody three things that they could do to implement, like some homework, mm -hmm. all right, to prepare themselves for a shift in their life, what would those three things be? Well, first, um, and, and as you were mentioning, some things came in my mind when you were talking about repositioning yourself <clears throat> and, and the God being, God being the GPS system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We can't resist where he's taken us or mm -hmm. showing us because mm -hmm. sometimes we get so stuck in we know how to get we know point how to a get there point B. yes and we don't want to alter that's daddy so mm -hmm. i know how to get there mm -hmm. i mean i know how many stoplights it's going to be i know it takes me exactly six minutes to do that mm -hmm. but then sometimes like we talk about their rerouting you know god will reroute you because like you said he sees that there's an accident or mm -hmm. he sees that there's going to be this little old lady crossing the street mm -hmm. and you're going to be texting and you'll hit her mm -hmm. so i mean it's just so many you know anomalies mm -hmm. that can occur between here and there that you're so used to taking so you know we can't resist um, you know, those things that he's trying to take us, those different routes that right. he's trying to take us, be, being open. So don't resist what he's taking you, being open to where he's taking mm -hmm. you. And mm -hmm. then um, be obedient. Yes. <laughs> yes. Be obedient. Because, I mean, I can't tell you how many times um, I've heard God say, turn here, and I didn't, and I end up sitting in traffic sitting, for two hours. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, had I just, I mean, that one, but I was so stuck in my own ways. I know how to get there. You know, I can do this. You know, right. I know how to do this. So, and then um, I, I wrote a blog a few months ago mm -hmm. and it was um, centered around relationships and it was titled, Don't Miss Your Exit. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can miss our exit, you know, from relationships. And I know you were talking about having healthy and unhealthy relationships. Um, but if you miss your exit from that relationship and you know, and you don't get off when you're supposed to, there's some unnecessary hardships and headaches that, that you're going to experience. Mm -hmm. Um, not to say that you won't ever be able to get back off and, you know, get back on the right track, but there are some things that you're just going to endure that you would not have had to go through had you just done what you were supposed to do. Right. So be obedient, be obedient. you know, when you're when God leads you to do those things. Mm -hmm. And just remembering that, you know, he has all the answers. He can see he knows the end results. He knows when you're going to get hurt. He knows how you're going to recover. He knows ultimately, you know, what you're going to get out of. And then um, just be willing to hear him and then to follow him. Mm hmm. And then lastly, um, those relationships that you have that sometimes are toxic, you know, be, be open to um, leave those relationships that you know that aren't good for you. Mm -hmm. And the way that I tell people to detect them, if you, if you walk away every day and you're feeling drained, then you know it's probably time to you yeah. know, shift. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked mm -hmm. about that word shift a little bit. So, you know, you just kind of be mindful of those things, knowing when to get off your exit, being able to... Um, not resist when God is moving you to do some different things and then being open to wherever it is that he's yeah, taking you. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, those are some tangible things that I think that can help individuals with making sure that they're not stagnant. And then when it's time to move on, yeah. you know, and, and I often tell people in, um, in, in life coaching that just because um, the relationship is going in a different direction doesn't mean that that person was bad for you. Right. It doesn't. And doesn't mean that you were bad for them. It's just that you've kind of outgrown each other. 
you know, you, you've taken each other as far as that you can go. go. Yeah. And, and it's time to move on to that next, whatever that next is. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a car, my very first car when I graduated high school was a 1988 Chevy Beretta. Mm -hmm. It was good for me and it was good to me, but it started to give me trouble after some years. Uh -huh. So I had to make a decision. Do I want to keep driving this car, investing in it? It doesn't have much value. It has, you know, devalued, you right, know, over the right. years due to the wear and tear. Or do I want to invest in something else? Because if I keep it, it's eventually going to put me down. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But if, if I, um, you know, get something else that's more reliable, then, you know, of course, it, it, it's be, it will be more dependable and it'll take me wherever it is that I need to go. Mm -hmm. So I had, had to make a decision, you know. So ultimately, I parted from it. You know, I traded it in and got something better. But word to the wise, the car that I got rid of, still had some usable parts. Mm. That's what they told me. You know, we'll use your car, you know, for other vehicles. Mm -hmm. So when you're leaving someone, your, your relationship is going in a different direction, you're still usable. Right, right. You know, there's still some parts about yeah. you that can still be used in the next relationship. Mm -hmm. So don't look at it because sometimes we feel like, oh, what is it about me? You know, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Or, oh, you know, they, I, I'm a bad person. Exactly. Or, they don't like me anymore. No, it's, it's, it's nothing, it has nothing to do with that. You know, now God can use you or you can be using a different relationship in for different something relationship. else. Yeah. So we can take your parts right. and use it for another car, yeah. you know, and then you go on yeah. and still be usable, workable and being able to be effective for somebody else. Right. Exactly. I love that. I love all of that. Um, and I know that that's going to. <clears throat> that's going to help somebody. Um, I hope so. I, yeah, it's definitely going to help somebody. And we're going to experience some, some shifts um, because I think that it's like you said, and you know, we always hear Pastor Black says, as long as you're here, we got to be growing. Got to be We got to be growing. And like you said, if we're not, we need to just go ahead and pack up and say, okay, Lord, when's the next plane? What's up? Come on, <laughs> where, where are we next headed? Yeah, exactly. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we need to be growing. We need to be shifting. We need to be moving. And, um, and I think that, you know, we don't, that doesn't, and, and we need to understand, too, that there's a difference between um, resting mm -hmm. and uh, just being stagnant, right? right? Because right. as we're growing, we know that there will be seasons of rest, mm -hmm. right? Because when we're resting, you know, we're recharging, we're resetting. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that means that God is doing his best work, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. right? But just being stagnant, you know, not even looking right. for uh, things to grow, not even looking at potential, you know, potential uh, for things to change in mm -hmm. the next chapter of our lives. Um, that's the difference, right? Because then that means that our mind is not even being transformed right. or being renewed as the Lord says, and we should ought to be renewed daily. Mm -hmm. um, and so we don't want to confuse the two. We're not saying that as we shift, as we move, that we're never at rest. Right. We know that we we're, there are times when we are at rest. Uh, God is the only one that never sleeps, mm -hmm. right? We understand mm -hmm. that we must, we must rest mm -hmm. and sleep. Um, but we don't want to plateau. Right. We don't want to be stagnant mm -hmm. in life. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to see someone 20 years later and they say, are you still doing the same thing? Right, you know, right. we don't want them to be able to mm -hmm. pinpoint our day Absolutely. and realize that, you know, um, it's funny because I'm very close with my uh, college roommate um, 
and we talk all the time and, and we only get to see each other about twice a year because she lives in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, when we when she comes up or if I go down there um, and we go to the restaurant, it's like she shouldn't be able to know what I'm going to order. Like right. I literally shouldn't be ordering the same thing that, that you did in college. college. Right. right. You know right. what I'm saying? There ought to be some growth right. there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we want to grow. Right. We want to shift. Um, mm -hmm. And that's New where desires. we yeah. yeah. I mean, because Paul talks about when I was a child, I acted as a child. Yeah. When I became a man, I put away childish things. Gotta put away the childish so as things. you grow, your desires change. Your desires you change. Know? Right. And so like you said, if you're still ordering the same, you know, fish and chips. Right. You know, you hadn't tried the mahi mahi. I mean, yeah. something. Yeah, or, or, something. Or whatever. It's like when so, we yeah. were in college, we used to be a steak and shake at three o'clock in the morning. Like when we go, when we go, in, we don't even look that way. It's mm -hmm. like I don't know when the last time I went to steak and shake because I realized that me and steak and shake do not get along anymore. So it's like no. <laughs> yeah, your but, body you know, changes. Like we did everything. that, but we lived through that. You right. know what I'm saying? Now we're right. experiencing different things, mm -hmm. and I mean, so you know, you ought to want to experience different things if you know, Absolutely. but. Um, so yeah, we're going to do some shifting. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're so glad that you stopped by the podcast. Thank you so much. To uh, talk us through this, uh, these shifting shifts and how to move our stagnant relationships. And so we're going to have you back to uh, maybe do some more talking about some other things. So we appreciate you. Thank you. On Thank today. You. Um, and we appreciate you always, the people in my army, for always being a part of um, Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. And before you go, I'd also like to pray for you. Um, and so Montreal, I always love to pray for my army. And since you're here and since you're such a prayer warrior, I love if you just say a quick prayer over the army today. Yes. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this opportunity and privilege. We ask God that you would continue to cultivate, nourish, and God to be able to prune the relationships that we have in our lives. Yes, help us God. to be able to recognize those that are fruitful and beneficial for us and help us to recognize those that it is time for a separation to take place. But Lord God, let it be done in love. Yes. And we just ask God that you be glorified in our lives and whatever we do, whatever we say, and help us God to always reflect you in yes. all that we do. In yes. Jesus' name Jesus we name. pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much again. We appreciate you. you. And as always, we appreciate you. Make sure that you connect with me on social media because I love to learn just as much about you as you're learning about me. I can't wait to see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.asdministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember, anytime is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time.